It feels so good to be here this morning. I have so many wonderful, wonderful memories of this church and of this sanctuary, and God brought me back to church after a long absence during my college years, and I came back to, ch to this church, and I joined through the choir. So music has always had a very special place for me, and it's a very special, special time to be back with you. Well, it's 2022. Let's inhale 2022. Keep your mask on tight. Exhale 2021. Truly, it's been a tough almost two years, right? Now, every year brings us some wonderful things and some really tough things. And we know that the last almost two years have been really, really tough for a lot of people all over this world. But we move ahead and we move on and we move into 2022 with hope and with courage and with God's help. It will be a better year. Amen? Amen. The lectionary reading today for the gospel are the beautiful, beautiful words in the beginning of the first chapter of John. Listen to the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people, all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy God, may the words of my mouth, but more important than that, may the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O God. You are our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. The darkest place I have ever been to was underneath Mount Shasta in Northern California. Many years ago, my husband Frank and I were driving to Oregon, and we drove through Shasta, and we decided to stop and take a guided tour, which brought us deep underground beneath the caverns. We descended a long, steep staircase, and when we reached the cavern floor, the guide told us to remain very still. Don't move. He said, I'm going to turn off the lights, and you will experience true, total darkness. And he was right. I couldn't see a thing, not a thing 
my eyes were straining to see any glimmer of light. My eyes felt like they were going to pop out of my head. I was trying so hard to see something, and the darkness was very disorienting. And the darkness was overwhelming. I could almost feel it pressing against me. Darkness is part of life. Darkness is part of our circadian rhythm, right? Our body responds differently to dark and to light. We've all experienced some kind of dark night of the soul, whether from grief or fear or disappointment or regret. You name it. We've all been in a dark place at some point. I know I have. Some children are afraid of the dark. What do we do? We give them a light. We put a little night light on in their room. During the Advent season, we have an Advent wreath and we light candles on it. And the candles have names. Hope, joy, peace, love. And today you lit a, a candle for stateless people, for justice and compassion and, and peace. Lighting a candle is a symbol of bringing light to a person or a cause or an idea. When there is a tragedy and people hold a vigil, they bring a light. In ancient times during the long dark winter, people living in the far north would bring in a wagon wheel and they would decorate it with evergreens and put candles around it to remind them that the light would return to the earth. The first sentences in the Bible are about light and darkness. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. And God separated the light from the darkness. Well, creation is still a scientific mystery. But in Genesis, the Hebrew people wrote a beautiful, poetic description about the power of God who spoke the world into being. The word of God came into the world in the life of Jesus. First, God put a light in the heavens, and then with Jesus, God put a light in every human heart. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light that allows us to see the world is made of electromagnetic waves. I had to look that up. I really didn't know. But the light that Jesus brings is made of waves of unconditional love, waves of forgiveness, waves of hope, waves of compassion and healing and peace and eternal life. His light is made up of all that is good and kind and loving. Christmas is about God bringing light into the world again. Now, Suzanne reminded us that we should not be done with Christmas yet. But I got to tell you, when I go home this afternoon, I'm taking down the tree. 
I'm not waiting for Epiphany. After Christmas, we put our stuff away. We undecorate the house. We return those gifts we don't want. And the busyness of Christmas is over. But now it's time to make our resolutions for the new year. Have you made any? Anyone want to share? <laughs> I always make way too more than I can ever keep. Be more active. Suzanne? Anybody else? Oh, extra. She meant exercise. Give up road rage. Give up road rage? Yeah. Amen. The wow. <laughs> Turn off my phone on Sundays. These are all good. I have two suggestions for resolutions that we can all make. First, remember that the light of Christ is in you and will never, ever go out. It's a perpetual flame. On your dark nights of the soul, feel the love of Christ because it's in you like a candle and let it remind you that you are loved and you are valued and you are forgiven. And the second resolution, share that light with the world. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Use your gifts and your graces and your imagination to bring light into someone else's darkness. I want to close with a story that I read in the Washington Post on December 21st, quote, it started last November with a single strand of Christmas lights on a Baltimore County street. Kim Morton was home watching a movie with her daughter when she received a text from her neighbor who lives directly across the road. Matt Riggs, her neighbor, told her to peek outside. He had strung a string of white Christmas lights stretching from his home across the street, and he attached it to her home. He also left a tin of homemade cookies on her doorstep. The lights, he told her, were meant to reinforce that they were always connected despite the pandemic isolation. Kim said, it was light pushing back the darkness. Matt said, I was reaching out to Kim to literally brighten her world. He knew that his neighbor was facing a dark time. She had shared that she was dealing with depression and anxiety. She was also grieving the loss of a loved one and struggling with work-related stress. And the mounting pressure led her to have panic attacks. He could relate. Guiding his two teenagers through remote school was draining. Financial angst was all-consuming. And by the end of the year, he said, I was beside myself. 2020 was difficult for all of us, he said. A bit of brightness was in order, he decided. But he certainly didn't expect that his one strand of Christmas lights would somehow spark a neighborhood-wide 
movement. In the days that followed, neighbor after neighbor did what he did. They said, let's do this too. They cleaned out Home Depot of all the lights. Quickly, the neighborhood caught on. Little by little, the whole neighborhood was doing this, Kim said. The lights were a physical sign of connection and love. They were stunned to see neighbors with drills and ladders up on the rooftops and tangled in trees doing whatever they had to do to hang lights across the street and connect to their neighbors' homes. They were mostly masked and worked at a distance, but for the first time in a long time, a feeling of togetherness and light had returned. Matt said, it blows my mind that this was all organic. It just happened. There was no planning. It just grew out of everybody's desire for beauty and joy and connection. Even though he was initially seeking to support Kim, it turns out, he said, we all needed this, end quote. We all need it, amen? In 1977, there was a singer named Debbie Boone who recorded a song that was a huge hit. It's a song whose lyrics can be offered up as a prayer, a prayer of gratitude to God or to someone who has brought light into your life. You Light up my life, you bring me hope to carry on. You light up my days and fill my nights with song. You light up my life. You give me hope to carry on. You light up my days and fill my nights with songs. Sing it with us. You, you light up my life. You give me hope to carry on. You light up my days and fill my nights with song. May it be so.